That's right. I can just edit it out later just, when we're done recording this. He's fixing Because I'm hopped edit. up on Robitussin Dayquil. Why did you even have Sudafed, me come over here? Robitussin DM. You just wanted some. Hey, hey, give me that bottle of whiskey. Don't touch it with your sick. So I'm about to say it again. He's sick. Now me. I'm fine. You know, I did have a show last night, Bobby, and you weren't there. Yeah, I'm so Look, I, w- I'm I was Bobby, planning on going. I really was. No, you, you know that, right? You never once, like, committed to going. No, I totally did. I said, I'll, I said, I'll see you there because you invited me, like, on Wednesday. Uh-huh. And I, I kind of pushed back a little bit just to be a dick, but then eventually I came around and said, all right, fine, I'll go. And then I asked you for, then I asked you for a ride, and you came up with some roundabout excuse as not to give me a ride. There, no, so that was fun too. It was a legitimate reason. All right, you know, I'll I'll um, I'll find my own way there, and then uh, it's try not to drive home from drunk. your house. It's twenty minutes from your fucking house. Yeah, Bobby. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, you can't be responsible enough to not get drunk. In All of this is uh, a pointless argument anyway, because I I could not go on Friday, which was last night. Yeah, yeah, he missed a good one, folks. Because uh, I am horrendously bedridden. You're sitting up now. That's true. I've had to rest um, like a bear for the last 48 hours to conjure up the energy. You're a little to thin to be considered a bear, Bobby. You might want to pack well, I'm on somewhere a, between a bear and an otter. You need a little more. What of a, would that be? You need a little more of a barrel chest there. It's coming in. <laughs> So uh, we had a Trump card show last night. Real good show. The people really into it. There was ladies dancing. I had women, you know, wanting to talk to me, which is always great. Um, and so, anywho, afterwards we go to this this bar. as a restaurant type bar place to order food. And some lady was really offended by our outfits because we kind of dress like Nazis. And so she's on her phone just like hmm. cussing and talking shit like this Latin lady. And I'm like, Hi, how you doing? You look wonderful tonight, honey. Because I do that because I'm a prick and I start talking to everybody, especially when they know they don't want to talk to me. So we went outside and we're sitting there eating our food and she comes out and she starts cussing us out, saying how we're inappropriate, saying how we don't belong and we're not able to be there. And we're like, lady, it's a joke. Like, it's all a joke. Well, no, it's not right. You're not right. It's a bad joke. You're all privileged, and I have to deal with German people doing this. I'm like, lady, you're driving a Volkswagen. It's a German freaking car, you know? Was she really? Yeah. Yeah, she was. And so, anywho, she's yelling this for like a good 20 minutes. And my guitarist, Izzy, he's, he's a Hispanic guy. He's sitting there with his armband on, his brown shirt, and he's like, look, lady, I mean, we're just trying to talk her down. We were all being really cool and friendly. We're like, come sit with us. Let's chat. She wouldn't hear it. The people sitting there at the bar outside just yelling at her like, bitch, get out of here, you're crazy. So anyways, we're sitting there eating our tacos, and uh, and the police show up. Cops show up. And the cops come and talk to this lady, and they take her aside, and they're talking to her, and we're just sitting there minding their own business. And one of our friends who's a photographer takes really good pictures of Trump card. He's like, dude, you two need to sit there in front of the, the cop cars and let me take pictures of this. And I was like, yeah, we'll sit in front of the cop cars while you take pictures of this. So we did. We got a nice little photo op while this lady was having to explain herself to the police. And then they took her away. They're like, well, we're going to drive her home because she's drunk. 
She didn't have her keys in the ignition. Uh, She's fine. She's not DUI. So let me let me get this straight. Because you decided to dress in a very Nazi esque way and right. walk through public, you mm-hmm. saved a lady's life. Quite possibly, yeah, quite possibly. So we did a very or good or someone deal. else's. She could have hit somebody and killed them. She was too drunk to drive. She was too drunk to calm the fuck down. The Lord works in mysterious ways. So what we were granted for our good deed was about ten minutes later. The waiter walks out. And he's like, "Hey, that lady at a." Uh, ordered some some pancakes and bacon here y'all can have it and no we're like way. thank you thank you they just gave us the ladies food this is trump's america this is trump the people america. dressed as nazis <laughs> didn't get scolded at all we, you got free food we got the latin ladies food that she worked hard for and paid for but then got dragged away by the police oh my god did the cops have a jacket that said ice on it no no and they were they were really nice to us they were like, y'all, everything fine? We're like, oh, yeah, we're fine. Like, we get it. She was just kind of upset about her outfits and Did stuff. Did you tell them why you were dressed like that? We're just like, yeah, it's a band. We're, we're part of a show. And they're like, yeah, it's fine. They're like, we get it. Interesting. Yeah. And when we see your army. Like, this come, is in New Braunfels, right? No, this is in San Marcos. Okay, close enough. Oh, New Braunfels. I don't know how they take it in New Braunfels. It's a whole other ballgame. But um, I, I think they'd be fine with it. Maybe. Possibly. Considering the history of that. <laughs> I don't trust that town. I'm from there. So anyways, yeah, they uh, like they point out, I was like, well, it looks kind of like a, a swastika, so I can see how people are, but I get, I get that it's not. That's, like, it's more than that, though. What? You have brown shirts on and black ties and a red armband. Yeah. It does look like a swastika. So like the lady's like, you can't dress like that here. I'm like, what do you mean? I mean, you can. I, I can. I can. Like, you're saying I can't go out in public dressed like this? Like, I'm not going to tell you you can't dress how you want. Right. You know, you can't just make assumptions about me. You're, You're being... a real free speech advocate. <laughs> you don't even know it. I might have called the lady a racist at one point. Oh, wow. I said she sounded like a racist. <laughs> Was that to be considered Adam's Corner? What? No, Bobby. No, it wasn't fucking Adam's Corner. You can't just, oh, you got to talk for two minutes. It's my time. You're fucking, you're, you're all hopped up on fucking robo tripping. I haven't said a goddamn thing. Exactly. I'm supposed to carry this thing today, Bobby. You are. This is Adam's episode. This is <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. I want musical flair after I say that. I'm just going to sit back here and go, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what I do. The majority of our <laughs> podcast, like, welcome to my world. <laughs> There's him coughing. I hope oh, my get... God, I'm dying. That was phlegm. That was some legitimate phlegm. So, Don't we've... edit it out. It's, it's genuine. We've had this um, argument going about what uh, what episodes to do for this month because it's October. Oh, we've had a lot of argument about that. Also known as Rocktober. So <laughs> we were gonna do all rock and roll horror movies. That sounds like a uh, that sounds like a, like a heavy metal festival in like Oklahoma City. Rocktober with uh, with Warrant and uh, Slaughter Slaughter Dawkins. No, well Dawkins would be like. Yeah, Dawkins would be there. Yeah. Dawkins should be headlining. No, who would be headlining? Alice Cooper. No, dude, he doesn't. He's not at that level. He's fucking Rocktober no, like dude. a motherfucker. But he dude. doesn't do like like cheesy ass festivals and state fairs and shit. Like I'll that. tell you where I you know, that that lineup. I saw I him just at Bass Con- or uh, Moody Theater a few years ago. Okay, I'll tell you where I saw fucking Alice Cooper with Dawkins, Warrant, and Slaughter. That was the lineup at Rotama Park in San Antonio. It's a horse track, people. Okay, let me guess. This was 1997. Ah, 98 maybe. Yeah, it's right around okay. there. 97, 98. The reason I say the that. The show. Uh-huh. Yeah, Alice Cooper wasn't wasn't as much of a novelty or a nostalgia product. Wait, what? 
so you're saying he's as a bigger, he is now. He was a, kind of in his like post hair metal phase in the nineties. Oh, uh, so you're saying that he's more he's more like I uh, think he has more respect and prestige now than he did in like ninety seven. You know why? Because they were just waiting for him to die. Never happened. I mean, I he found s- Jesus, and now Alice Cooper's not going anywhere. I mean, we could have said the same thing about Tom Petty, but now we're sitting here heartbreaking. What were we? How do we? What were we just talking about to get to Alice Cooper? I don't remember at all. Dawkins. No, before Rocktober. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, the argument of what movies to watch. What movies to watch? I've been wanting to do Cronenberg. Existence, great movie. Cronenberg hey, will always be there. But Rocktober is only one month a year. Rocktober is one month a year, and the irony of all this is we're not really reviewing a rock and roll. Yeah. Movie. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to get to, Bobby. Is that uh, we're not reviewing the movies that you were you were fucking saying we're going to review and. We're reviewing something else altogether. It was all a big uh, grand design scheme to not do Cronenberg. I knew. I know. It was exactly, a total fucking power move. That's exactly what it was. That's exactly what I told you. No, dude. I didn't know this was a power move. Because somebody else. Okay, listen. I'll if tell it was you a power move, my power moves are come from a very subconscious place. Oh, God. Whatever, Bobby. I didn't do it intentionally. <laughs> whatever. So, anyways, we've uh, Cronenberg. Supposed to watch Shivers. I don't want to watch Shivers. I mean, I do want to watch Shivers, but I want to review Existence. Okay. Hey, I have an idea. How about when we're done recording, we go watch Existence and come back and review that. Make it a Cronenberg. It's a Cronenberg twist. Wow, you really are sick. You can't even fucking reply. I I fucking, I just. (laughs) You got nothing. I just hate you so much. (laughs) The the ice chewing. No, no, I'm just watching you. I'm just watching you intently. <laughs> Is that creepy that I stare at you the whole time that we're podcasting? I don't care. All right. I don't care. So there's a couple movies that we recently watched. Um, and this will be kind of a different format because usually we'll watch the movie while we're in the middle of the podcast, like mid-podcast. But we actually watched some movies independently. Um, a couple of really fucking good movies. Timing issues. Yeah, 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 what he said. Scheduling. Right. So one of these movies that we watched... Um, is a little gem. I think Bobby watched it twice. Directed by uh, special effects maestro Stan Winston called Pumpkinhead. Now it begins. Deep in the Appalachian Mountains, they say that an act of evil shall never go unpunished. There they tell of a creature who shall come from nowhere born from the blood of the innocent to hunt the guilty and they call it pumpkin head we are strangers here and what began as harmless fun ended in tragedy anger what was an accident and revenge it's what you wanted. You gotta stop. Maggie! No! He's gotta run his course. Now the spell has been cast. The terror is loose. The horror is here. Pumpkinhead. Yeah, Pumpkinhead is easily one of my favorite uh, horror movies of that era now. It wasn't before. I hadn't seen it since I was maybe in high school. Right. 
And I watch it now, and I'm just like, this movie is so good. You got Lance Hendrickson. Right. In his prime. In you his... got the kid from Jerry Maguire. <laughs> you got... Uh, it wasn't the kid from Jerry Maguire. It wasn't? It looked exactly like It him. looked like the kid from Jerry. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, it was like seven Did years Did you know earlier. the pumpkin head head weighs nine pounds? Is that, a, is that a Jerry Maguire? That was a pumpkin head Jerry Maguire hybrid uh, reference. Yeah, it was good. You know how sometimes <laughs> movies have like, you watch a movie, it looks all blue. Like there's a blue filter over it. I was just about to say this. It's all orange. Not all of it. Most of it. A lot of it in certain fucking instances. There's, I, you know what, Adam? You know what's funny about this? Yeah. Is I was going to bring up the filter in this movie, but I thought you would get all like, you sound like an asshole. <laughs> Talking about the filter and the choreography. I think it's interesting. Yeah. It's cool if I bring it up. You're like Columbo. How am I like Columbo? You play dumb. Yeah. You get it? You get it now, buddy? I got it. I got it. All right. But yeah, there's like these beautiful orange filters. It looks... The set looks very cheap, but in like the best possible, like, like f- almost like fairy tale, almost like a play. I think that movie would look bad in high definition. It was fine. I mean, it doesn't. It's not like a realistic looking movie, but it's it's so good. Like the visuals are like you have the all these like these oranges, and then at night you have some like really vibrant uh, blues. Yeah. Oh yeah. There What's the, the synopsis of Pumpkinhead? So Pumpkinhead, right? It's about. Uh, they're out in the in the wilderness, you know, who knows, somewhere maybe West Texas. It could be the Virginias. It could be middle of California for all I know. I thought it was Idaho, then I looked it up. It, it was shot in, like, Topanga, California. Yeah, see, somewhere in California. But it's made somewhere. to look like like the uh, maybe big sky country. Totally. Like, um, like Montana or Idaho or someplace. I'm going to get back to my synopsis now. So uh, there's a guy, Lance Henriksen. He's a single father. Got a little kid, looks like the kid from Jerry Maguire. And they're just poor podunk people. Got dirt on their faces, no shoes. They run a little shop, a little shop out in the middle. What do they even sell? What do they even fucking sell? Nobody came in there to buy anything. They don't have beer there. Yeah, we don't sell beer. No beer liquor. All right. Yeah, I'm like, dude. Dude. Kind of a dick. So anyways, the guys, the people that show up, the other characters in the movie, are these yuppie twats with motorcycles they're dragging out there. They're dirt bikes. We're going dirt biking, dude, on these hills. And so, you know, just typical 80s douchebags. And so they go, and they're outside of Farmer Henriksen's shop of no alcohol. <laughs> and then Farmer Henriksen has to go somewhere to get something and leaves the nine, seven-year-old kid in charge and says, stay safe, son. So, because it's a horror movie... Dog runs outside. Boy chases the dog. Motorcyclist, bam, hits a little kid. And they run off. They're like, fuck that little kid. We're out. And one stays behind because we didn't mean to do it. Farmer Henriksen shows up. Not very happy. He's holding this child. Doesn't try to take him to a hospital. Doesn't try to get him medical attention. No. Takes him back to his shanty. Come home to die, son. And so they go there and he's holding his son. And the son says, daddy. And then dies. He was still alive. Yeah, up until then. This is interesting. I didn't even realize all this till you mentioned it. Oh, I realized this because 
I'm a father now. Mm-hmm. And so when I used to watch this movie and laugh my ass off and the little kid got hit with a motorcycle, I was like, damn, that would suck if my little kid got hit with a motorcycle. Right. Don't leave him around yuppies. But it's irresponsible of the father. Like, the kid was still alive. Like, you might as well take him to the hospital and, like, double check. It was irresponsible of the it father was. to leave him in charge of the fucking shop. That's true. So basically what you're saying is Lance Henderson is a killed terrible Killed his father. kid. He killed his kid. Because one... He doesn't believe in. Maybe he's one of those like uh, those uh, snake handlers. No, yeah. What are they called? The people that like Methodist medicine, Amish, no Mennonites, no. They're like not Catholic Adventists. I don't know those people that don't uh, believe in uh, in medicine because of Jesus and stuff. Yeah, uh, the power of prayer is all you really need. Yeah, not science. But um, what you're saying is this guy doesn't take his kid to the hospital because he assumes he's dead. But instead, he believes in magic. He believes in magic. And what does he do after that? So then he goes to the redneck family out in the mountains. This is why I thought it was in Virginia, because the Virginian mountains is full of redneck people that know where there's witches. He's like, I know there's a witch <laughs> Is that out true? Here. Yeah. She's like, when I was a boy, I saw this, this monster tear a man apart. I left that part out. The movie starts with him as a child seeing him. That's a great opening scene. It's a great opening scene. That's one of my all-time favorite opening scenes. It's fantastic. It's so good. So he cons the redneck people to take him to the witch so that he can resurrect his child. Lo and behold, the witch can't raise the dead. All this bitch can do is raise pumpkin head. Is that what it was? Yeah, I mean, I guess. Maybe she could do other shit. I don't know. Maybe she could read cards. I I thought... No, what what has to happen is... Pumpkinhead has to kill the whole chain of people that were responsible for the initial death. And then I think once that happens, the kid comes back to life. Nah. Yeah, that's what I gathered from. Nah. You watched it twice and this is what you gathered from I it? mean... How fucking sick were you? I'm, I've been pretty sick. Yeah. No, Bobby. She specifically said, bringing back the dead is outside of my power. And he's like, Ugh. and she's like, well, what do you want? Say it. Say it. And he's like, when I was a kid, I saw this monster. I want vengeance. Oh. Yeah, the kid wasn't coming back. Kid was gone. Why didn't he just do vengeance? With a shotgun? Like himself. Because he went Wouldn't to that be him. more satisfying? No. Dude, if I could summon Wait, so a pumpkin demon beast. so this whole time he beast, wasn't trying to uh, resurrect his son? No, it was just for revenge. And then he changed his mind because it was a raw deal and his blood went but into the But why did he bring head. his kid up there? Because he thought she could bring her back. For like dramatic effect? No, oh, he, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, I thought, gotcha. he thought he Dude, could. I watch these movies late at night. I'm, I am I drink quite a bit. I mean, so, it is what it is. for people of the podcast listening community, and we hear how Bobby likes to rag on me for my lowbrow opinion on these films, I actually watch them and pay attention mm-hmm, to them. Mm-hmm. So there's okay. that. This is fair. This is fair. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Pumpkinhead's I'll fucking great. One. What's great is the monster... He looks like he looks like alien from Alien, but a redneck alien uh-huh. with a pumpkin head, and he had to dig him out of a fucking cemetery pumpkin patch. Like it was great. It's it was a great. I mean, the monster effect is awesome. That's just the icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. The visuals are awesome. The cake was delicious. Fucking delicious. So I took some notes. Oh, um, so this is kind of a uh, more or less a double feature episode. It's a double feature. Don't get used to it, though. Yeah, kids. He wanted to do one for each of these movies. I'm like, dude, 
Let's just bang it out because there's a lot to say about we both these films. We got a lot films. of other shit to be doing. Yeah, <laughs> obviously a lot on our plate. Obviously, our in between talking our banter is seven listeners are not uh, not at the top of the day. Hey, it could be worse. It, we could have I do no everything listeners. for you, seven listeners. It could be no listeners. Oh, dude, one of the fucking children, the redneck children in the first scene, mm-hmm. was Blossom from the TV show Blossom. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, really? Yeah. It was. It wasn't that like I looked it up. I, I like recognized her. I was like, oh shit. That's Blossom. She's on that stupid show now that's probably I think it's Don't uh don't talk to me about that show. Oh god, I hate you that. You didn't watch show. Young Sheldon? Pumpkinhead. Look, people, they had this crane effect, right? Where the pumpkin head arm would be holding somebody from above, like it's just the arm coming down and the person being lifted up. And I noticed they used that same effect like four times mm-hmm. with different people. I was like, they really got their money's worth out of that crane effect. It was a good effect. It's a good movie. Uh, 1989 or 88. Stan like Winston. A, Stan Winston. That motherfucker won an Academy Award. He's more known for special effects for like Terminator 2 and Aliens and things like that. But mm-hmm. um, his directing credits are as follows. Are Pumpkinhead. Uh, the 1990 classic Anthony Michael Hall, a gnome named Norm, which you've been really trying to get us to watch. Well, when I was researching Stan Winston's directing credits a few nights ago, mm-hmm. I noticed that, and I was like, I didn't know this movie existed. And then I started thinking about it, and I was like, Oh, I kind of remember this movie existing. You do remember that? Have you seen that? No, I don't think I've seen it. But to be honest with you, man, this movie is like exactly the type of shit that I would watch when I was a kid. This is exactly the kind of shit you'd watch now. That's true. You've been true. trying to get me to watch Mac and Me for like three months. <laughs> That's true. Like you want to watch this shit. Yeah, it's just weird. It's mind-blowing that this kind What of did shit it get? Exists. How many stars? Four and a half. It's a 4.5. It ain't out of five. Let's see. What, what did Anthony Michael Hall do right after that? Oh, wow. Nothing for years. He no, was he good was in, in uh, Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands. You know, and that was the thing about Anthony Michael Hall. I got to give the guy credit because he transitioned from being whiny little nerd of the Breakfast Club mm-hmm. to the fucking maniacal bully of Edward Scissorhands. Mm-hmm. And that was all done in the 80s. Like within the span of the 80s, he went from nerd to turd. No. Well, no. let's say the last movie he was a nerd in was like Weird Science. Yeah, and he was totally nerdy in that. 1985, and then Edward Scissorhands was 1990. So, so five years Within later, five years, he completely morphed his typecasting. And then he, he bloomed. I guess he's in a lot of stuff. Some now. might say he blossomed. Blossom. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, highly recommend Pumpkinhead. There's a lot more to that movie. The Pumpkinhead hated crosses. And there was this girl oh, yeah. that was um, really religious, apparently. And the, the fucking great... Like, she's walking through the woods all aimlessly because she just watched her friends get slaughtered by a giant pumpkin beast. And her boyfriend runs up to her and grabs the cross he has around her neck. He's like, you need to focus. This is what helps you focus. Focus on this cross. Focus on it. Focus. And, like, nothing in this lady's character had anything to do with, like, churchiness up between that. And then after that scene where she's like, I do love the Lord, and decided that, like, it was okay that there was a giant pumpkin beast killing her friends. And then all she did was talk about Jesus until she got, like, he carved a cross in her face with his fucking nails. And then... And then he he fucking the, the pumpkin head is he he has her face against the window from the outside and just smashes her face through the glass. Oh, it was beautiful. That's pumpkin how head she died. is like the one of the quintessential like 
look how much better practical effects look compared to CGI. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing was I liked about Pumpkinhead, like the deaths in particular, is like Pumpkinhead's this big clawed beast with big like teeth and fangs and shit. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't just like go for a kill shot. You know, like an alien in Aliens typically is like, bah, gotcha, you're dead. Right. Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead gets pleasure out of them. He's like beating the shit out of them. He's like throwing them into trees. Like they're just sitting there all broken and mangled, but still alive. And he's like, I'm going to come back for you later. Like Pumpkinhead was loving it. And I think, you know why? Because he was a demonic, like vengeance beast. So he was like wanting the vengeance, you know, an alien just wants to eat your brain fluid real quick. Mm-hmm. Like this guy wants to see you suffer because you ran over his fucking Jerry Maguire seven year old child with a fucking dirt bike, and that shit don't it's a tragic fly. Way to die. That shit don't fly on the Hendrickson Ranch. There's something weird, um, some weird theme of the late '80s where like people wrote in like douchey yuppie kids. Yeah, there's a lot of douchey yuppie kids. But what's great about Pumpkinhead? Um, one of the things, one of the many things. I don't know what I already just said. Yeah, exactly. You've covered pretty much everything. Out, you know. But anyway, I like that he doesn't look like he has a pumpkin for a head whatsoever. But that name for him is perfect. He's he's kind of got a he's kind of got a pumpkiny head. Yeah, but it almost sounds like uh, when you say pumpkin head, it almost you know the immediate visual is something like from Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, that's Jack Skeleton. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking. Oh no, you know what I'm thinking of uh, the pumpkin headed dude from uh, Return to Oz. That's what you're thinking of, Jack Pumpkinhead. I like Jack Pumpkinhead. You know what'd be funny is is we we recut Jack Pumpkinhead in Return to Oz with the real Pumpkinhead. <laughs> that would be pretty. Yeah. <laughs> See what yeah. happened. Can you do that? Do you know how to do that on the computer? I mean, I could, but it would, I don't know. Take your time, Bobby. Make it look Just good. <laughs> Make it look good. Replace all Jack Pumpkinhead in Return to Oz with. Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead. Yeah. Anything else on Pumpkinhead? Um, I liked I liked his tail. His tail looked like it was the tail from Alien. I liked how as the movie got closer to the finale. <laughs> I like how. And then his like, uh, one of the things that you say in your review is like I liked his tail. <laughs> he had a nice tail. He had a really nice tail. It was a prehensile tail. It looked a lot like the alien tail from yeah. Aliens. It was totally, they used like a leftover alien tail and slapped it on Pumpkinhead. Mm, interesting Stan's theory. like, I designed that tail. I'll fucking use it on Pumpkinhead if I want. That's true. He could have. Yeah, because he did do alien. Well within his right. So uh, I liked how Ed the finale progressed. The uh, Lance Hendrickson's face starting to look more monstrous. And the Pumpkinhead creature's face starting to look more like Lance Hendrickson. You see, there's a theme going on here. He used his own blood to summon the pumpkin head. And now, pumpkin head is him. You know, after listening to you describe this movie, Adam, there's really... No reason to watch there's it. There's no reason to watch it. Even it's not going to live up to I as mean, good a review. You've made it better. Hey, hey, wait, let me read the tag line. Go, go to pumpkin head. Let me find pumpkin head here. After a tragic accident, a man conjures up a towering, vengeful demon called... Pumpkinhead to destroy a group of unsuspecting teenagers. It's a winner, folks. It's, it's a, a winner. winner. It's fucking good. Stan Winston, Lance Hendrickson. You know, I wonder, do you think that um, like his work in this movie is what got him the role in the Super Mario Brothers film? I don't want to talk about that <laughs> movie anymore. 
All right, moving on. Return Let's to Oz. Move. Let's talk about Return to Oz for no, a minute. No, no, no. That movie kind of fucking scared me when okay, I was a kid. this conversation's been had. You remember the round robot guy? Yeah, TikTok. Do you remember all their names? Yeah, TikTok and Jack Pumpkinhead and uh, Gump the Moose. There was a moose? Dorothy. The, the moose Henrietta was there. the chicken. There was a chicken? Yeah, a talking chicken. What happened to the, the Tin Toto Man? Character. Where was the Tin Man? The Tin Man was uh, like frozen... In the uh, in like the little Wheeler decimated Wheeler village, the Wheelers, oh the fucking Wheelers! Now I remember those things. They can they didn't travel the speed of light. They traveled the speed of dark. What's scarier, the Wheelers in that movie, or like Queen Mab or Mob, like the head the head lady, the lady with all the heads in the hallway? From that movie? Yeah, which one's scarier? Dude, I blocked that shit out. Bring up pictures. I don't even know. So you're telling me Return to Oz is. All of her fanciful magical friends are now stuck in prison somewhere. Yeah, it's really dark. So we dark. have more new fanciful magical friends. Uh-huh. It's I, the power of Oz. Fucking Oz. There's all sorts of wacky fucking creatures right on. And they're all basically rip-offs of, of the, the original. fucking original ones, right? We have the pumpkin head instead of fucking... Scarecrow. <laughs> Scarecrow. We have TikTok instead of the Tin Man. Why, why even recast the same fucking things? Like, why not just keep Tin Man? Dude, I read... Um... There's a lot of books, uh, Wizard of Oz books out there. Yeah, I remember checking those out from the library when I was a kid. Yeah, I read like the first one, and it's really weird. It's a really weird book. Wasn't it written by a pedophile? Up, oh, oh, <laughs> right on the, right just in time for a pedophile reference. So I hear you're gonna go see Blade Runner. I'm gonna go see Blade Runner. I'm excited to see Blade Runner. Really? We've been talking a lot I of shit about this movie. What's, about Blade what Runner? What sold you? What turned you? Well, the reviews are. Great, which isn't always something I go by, but um, uh, the main thing, honestly, man, is mm-hmm. like Denise Villeneuve, Denise Villeneuve, this guy, Denny, yeah, let's call him Denny, Dilly, Dilly, yeah, Denny V, uh, is like my new favorite director at the moment. What did you watch of him like in the last week that's so fucking Sicario, good? Arrival, Prisoners. I seen one of those and it was good. Yeah, he is awesome. He is awesome. Uh, um, you know what, Bobby? Even good directors make bad movies sometimes. Oh, I agree. Remember Jack with Re- Robin Williams? Remember Avatar? Okay, James Cameron. Remember Titanic? Yeah, but do you realize who directed Jack? Martin Scorsese. Close. Francis, Francis Ford, Ford Coppola. Coppola. Old Nicky Cage's uncle. Yep. So Blade Runner, you know what? I saw like they had these little like prequel videos they make because they do that now. Because now we don't just make a movie. We make prequel videos. They're available online beforehand. Two hours and 43 minutes. Yeah, fuck that noise. Don't act like you're not going to go. I mean, I'll watch it. Yeah, right. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I don't know if I go to the theater and watch it. I want to go see Mother. I want to see that. I just have seen so many movies of, of Harrison Ford like putting on the costume of an older character and looking the same, only, like, way older. It's... it's How many times are you going to do it for? That's Ford? like a mo- motif in Hollywood now. What, Harrison Ford playing his old roles? Yeah. I mean, he's done... What hasn't he done? Dump trucks full of money. Yeah, he's done We'll so get Harrison Han Ford Solo. back in the uh, regarding Henry suit. <laughs> Let's make a sequel to Witness, like, 35 Ooh. years later. I watched that. <laughs> Here you go. It's like... <laughs> the Amish kid's the killer this time. Other than his iconic roles, what else has Harrison Ford even been? What one-offs has that fucker even been in? One-offs? What Lies Beneath? Harrison Ford had mostly pretty 
pretty steady, uh, good movies, I would say. Like examples other than Indiana Jones or Star Wars uh, or Blade Runner. The Fugitive, Witness. How many Blade, Blade Runner? How many Fugitive movies? They should make a sequel to The Fugitive. And now he's the guy with one arm. It's called U.S. Marshals. But he wasn't in it. No, he wasn't. Wesley Tommy Snipes Jones was in it. in it. Was Wesley Snipes in it? Was no, he? it was. Uh, I don't think so. He was Tommy Lee <laughs> Jones, and someone like that. I think Wesley Snipes was in jail by then. I mean, look, we're talking about movies, so I guess this counts as podcast material. Again, people out there, we're not experts. You're right, Wesley Snipes. It was booyah. So, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit one of my uh, my 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 faux pas that I did here. One of my favorite movies. Right, we ran it and raved about it about how it was one of my favorite movies. Just just last week, or a couple weeks ago. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. There's a character in it, the female radio persona. And I was going through my description as I do with these films. And I kept referring to the character as Slim. Her fucking name isn't even Slim in that movie. It's Stretch. I fucking, if people are listening to this podcast and like actually believing that we're accurate in what we're saying, <laughs> they're way off. Sorry, folks. It's entertainment, all right? Stretch. I saw her. Oh, you know what? On that note, you were note, there. We haven't even talked about that. I know. I was just saying that, but you know what? On that note, last right. episode, I said that uh, I noticed this. No one's called me out on it. I said that John Travolta was in Midnight Cowboy. I meant Urban Cowboy. Oh, you fucked up. <laughs> it was so quick. I don't know, like people knew what I meant. Anyway, <laughs> we didn't talk about last weekend. What happened last weekend? What happened last weekend? Bobby and I and some other people we know. We went to a horror cult classic convention. Cult classic convention is what it was called, I think. In Bastrop, Texas. Right, it, right by where uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was filmed. And uh, uh, there was a lot. It was very much of that theme. There was a lot of... Uh, Chainsaw Massacre. Chainsaw Massacre connections at this. The majority of the people in costumes were dressed as Leatherface. There was one. My favorite cosplayer was Chop Top. Because that fucking dude stayed in character the whole he time. He did not break character. He was excellent. I thought it, like, for a split second, I thought maybe it was, like, the original dude, like... Bill fucking Mosley. He was there. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. Where? I didn't see him. I was looking for him. Not everyone was there the whole time. He was not... Look, he was on the fucking flyer you sent me, and I was really excited to see Bill fucking Mosley in the flesh, and Bill Mosley wasn't there. You know what else I told you? Yeah, from? he was there. You just got to go at certain times. They're not always there the entire time. Well, that's horseshit. That's shit. why I missed uh, Felicia Rose from Sleepaway Camp. And that's, that's like, why we missed Sherry Curry from so The Runaways. Instead, I met, uh, not bad, I met, uh, what's his face? Uh, I already forgot his name. Uh, Courtney Gaines from The Burbs. I met Lou Children Temple. Of the Corn. I met Lou Temple. Lou Temple is the guy from, uh, he was in The Walking Dead. He was in the Rob Zombie film, uh, Devil's Rejects, where Bill fucking Mosley stabbed the shit out of him. Uh, he was in, uh, actually, he was in that other Rob Zombie movie, and he dressed as a clown in that 31 movie. Mm. That movie was badass. Bill fucking Mosley is the man, all right? He wasn't there when I was there. But we did see Sid Haig. And Sid Haig, he is a master at his craft. And he was sitting there, right? And he looked all old and tired, and he was like eating a sandwich when I was trying to talk to him. And I just wanted to say, like, Sid, thank you. Because of you, like, I realized that you could have clown face over a beard. I didn't know it was possible until I saw you. Like, you've, you've opened the fucking world to me. Thank you. And he's like, mm. like, can I take a picture with you? He's like, okay. Did he even say anything? Did you hear him talk at once at all? 
I looked over at him after you said I heard that uh, Sid Haig was doing free pictures. Uh huh. And like, he was the one dude that just did not look happy to be there. At all. He didn't. Not even a little I bit. I was just like, I don't even want to go bother him. I'm four feet from him. What does a picture matter? Like, he just looks so like ready to get the fuck out. I'm just going to awkwardly sit next to him like a goddamn, like, the lobster boy at the state fair. Yeah, that's what I did. You know. Except I was a bacon clown doing it. It was great. Yeah. he, And that's what I was asking you. I wonder if, if these actors that are in these, in, that are, like, very well into these, these cultures or these subcultures with these niche movies even like the genre at all. Right, you know. Or are they just picking up a paycheck, which is fine, too. I mean, you can't argue with that. And then you met Skippy from... Uh, from Trick or Treat. From Trick or Treat. From Family Ties. He was cool. Nice guy. He was a cool guy. I got some pictures with him, and uh, every picture that I got with famous people, my son is standing next to me, like, looking like he doesn't want to be there at all. Yeah, that's, yeah. It was awesome. I've seen a lot of pictures like that. <laughs> Anywhere I take them. Yeah. No. Like, can I just go home? Can I just go home now, Dad? Will you just feed me already? Like, I'm dressed like bacon. That's How much good. longer do we got to be at this Cracker Barrel? There were. I got more swag for him than I got for me. Oh, and then uh, we met, uh, what's his name? The uh, bass player from Guar. Casey Orr. Beef Beefcake the, the Mighty. Mighty. That guy's a fantastic artist. I didn't even know it was him. I walked over there because I wanted to look at his art because I liked his art so much. I actually ended up buying a lot of art from him. And uh, like I talked to him for like 10 minutes, and then you came up, and you were like, oh, Beefcake the Mighty. I'm like, what? And I was like, oh, my God, that's... yeah. That's Guar. That's Beefcake yeah, it's the Mighty. Yeah, Guar. It's the man. Nice guy. Nice guy. Oh, that guy was the shit. So that kind of segues <laughs> into uh, the movie we're talking about tonight. Because what got us to watch this movie, oh, excuse me, is a spectacular t-shirt I bought at the horror movie convention of Motel Hell. And the picture on it is a, the, the farmer in his overalls, the pig head and a chainsaw and blood. And there's like a lady laying down screaming and there's the crazy sister with an axe. I've seen Motel Hell when I was very young. I don't remember anything about it. You know, I remember more the fucking cover of it than the movie itself. What is it? And I haven't, I'm like you, I haven't seen this movie since I was like maybe in early, early, early middle school. Mm -hmm. And I realized that this is one of the, a lot like Invaders from Mars, it's one of the ones where I, the first ones I saw where you like people, you know, I realized people watch these schlocky movies because they're, weird and funny and just weird yeah but yeah um take it away you may never again spend a night away from home after you spend a night with ida and vincent ida will show you the way you want us to uh, register no, that won't be necessary. Your most terrifying nightmare could never prepare you for what happens to the guest. Vincent. You think in the years to come, people will appreciate us for what we're doing here? I have a surprise for you. Oh, goody, I love surprises. One after another, they come. One after another, they 
check in. And pray for the day they can check out. All we have to do is give to be happy. Tell Hell is this a delightful little story about a farmer named Vincent. And he has a farm that, for some reason, is attached to a motel. And it's the motel Hello. But the O flickers out, so it says Hell. So he likes to have people come and stay there. And he's got pigs, and he's got, like, plants that he grows. But what he also likes to do is take certain visitors or people that just happen to be driving by in the night and set traps for them and capture them and plant them in his garden so that he can cook them in his world-famous smoked sausage. Combines my two favorite things, schlocky horror and comedy with smoked meats. Yes, and, you know, I'm watching that makes me hungry. Like, I want to snap into a Slim Jim, but like a good one. A good one made of uh, humans. Human meat. He mixes it with pork. He mixes it with pork. So yeah. what, I, what I love the most about this movie, a couple things, a couple things. I'm a big Vincent Price fan. Love old Vincent Price movies, The House of Wax, fucking House on Haunted Hill, fucking um, War Gods of What does Vincent Price have to do with this movie? So what I'm getting at is back in the day, the top-billed star of the movie, the main character of the movie, was the fucking bad guy. And there was a whole ton of movies back then that were like that. Nowadays, even Pumpkinhead, right? Who was the main character? Lance Henriksen and maybe the teenagers, you know? But, right. But or Lance, even just Christopher Lee, like Dracula. Movies. Right, 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 right. They, it hasn't been done in a long time. Now, this is 1980, you know? And the main character is Farmer Vincent. Played like, by Rory Calhoun. Badass, that dude. You know that he, uh, he's been in movies with Marilyn Monroe? Uh-huh. And back with Piper Laurie back when she was hot? Yep. Yeah, dude's a legend. He's a Western guy. Yeah. And so he's the main character. And Farmer Vincent is like, how do I describe him? This guy is just like the sweetest, kindest old man you're going to meet. Mm-hmm. Like, he seems friendly. He seems like the kind of guy I want to hang out with and like talk to. And just like sit there on a porch and drink some bourbon and like talk about the good old days with. I don't think he drinks. Yeah, he probably doesn't. No, he does. They were drinking champagne. Oh, okay. They drank. He drank. He drinks. If I brought some good bourbon over, he'd drink it. They're very religious though, and he lives with his sister Ida. I didn't think they were that to religious. run the hotel, dude. You didn't pick up on that at all. I, I felt like they were like morally. He had like morals. That's like how he justified killing a lot of those people. Because the Lord. Yeah. I didn't pick up on any religious subtext. Okay, well, I did. I totally didn't pumpkin head with the chick in the cross car. Why else did he decide to kill that woman? What woman? I don't know. We'll, get, we'll talk about this later. So, okay. 
here's what I liked. He's this friendly guy. He's the main character, and he's the fucking bad guy psycho killer. But it has random points where he's just like talking about how what he's doing is the right thing. You know, like he's totally justified in his actions. He treats his animals well, and he considers them livestock. He said something along the lines of like, like it's justified because of like population control. Yeah, like we're we're bringing down the population, People and we're are feeding the realize masses. Realize someday that this is good food, and there's plenty of it around. So we're going to use this. This is important work. He kept saying that he had important work. He didn't say the Lord. He just felt like what he did was important. It's your and he legitimately believed it's your classic like good intentions, like evil execution. Kind oh of thing. God, he was so good. So what I love too is like the end fight, right? Should we go over the whole story? Should we go over the whole plot? Yeah, it was kind of a half-assed uh, description of the story. So Farmer Vincent, he cooks people up, and he, he, he doesn't just cook them. Like, first he plants them in the ground and cuts out their vocal cords and, and just keeps them in the, in the ground, and he feeds them like that, and they're like livestock to him. And he just randomly brings in these weird people to do that, too. But his brother's the sheriff. His brother has no idea any of this is going on, but apparently he's the biggest cannibal in all the county because he loves the meat. His little sister's crazy as shit, and she's in on it too because she believes in their righteous purpose of fucking eating people as food source, which, I mean, it's kind of hard to argue that. You know, the best villain's plans, they really are sensible, and it is kind of a sensible plan. And she's very creepy in a John Watersy kind of way. So fucking creepy. So, anywho, one of the people that he, he traps with his traps and was going to go plant, he thinks she's beautiful and falls in love with her and decides to take her back in the house instead of planting her in the ground. Uh And this lady falls for him, but this brother fell for the lady and he was trying to make moves, but she was into older dudes. And like, so she falls for farmer Vincent and like he, she takes her top off. She's like, take me. And he's like, I can't do it unless we get married. Just ain't proper. And the preacher is Wolfman Jack. It was Wolfman fucking Jack was the preacher. And the whole time his brother, who's a local town cop, uh, is crushing on this girl as well. Crushing on her horde. Yeah. So there's that whole love triangle. But that's what kind of... You know, and then people buried up to their necks in a garden. And that's what leads to the finale, is that the, uh, the brother found out that the woman he was in love with was in love with his brother, the old farmer, and they were going to get married. Uh-huh. And the brother cop wasn't having it, so he showed up with a shotgun. And Farmer Vincent says, you better get the hell out of here, boy, or I'll splatter you against the wall. Something to that effect. And then he realizes the cop finally decides to do some cop work, right? And he goes and says, wow, there's all these sunken cars in my brother's pond. And wow, what are these fucking, like, intros laying over here? Maybe it's people. And after fucking... 37 years of living there next to his brother finally realizes his brother's killing people and turning them into meats. And so it ends in a grand finale, right? In the smokehouse. Uh-huh. Chainsaw fight. Uh-huh. The fucking cop brother has a chainsaw. And Farmer Vincent comes out of the back with a severed pig head over his head. For no reason other than For visual no effect reason. and creepiness. The there's, sister, there's nothing practical about putting a, 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 a severed pig head on your, on your face. I, think it, I can tell you what I think it was, and this is what I thought, is that he was fighting his younger brother. Uh-huh. And I, I know, because I, I put on a mask, the clown face, you know? Mm-hmm. It's kind of, you can like detach yourself. He didn't want to chainsaw murder his little brother. But if he puts on a pig head, he can just run around and laugh maniacally and just hackety hack hack hack. Interesting. You know what's great too? While he's wearing the pig head, he just maniacally laughed the whole time. He's like, I'm in a chainsaw fight with my brother. 
You might say Motel Hell is one of the great character studies in horror history. Motel Hell is one of the greatest like horror movies that I've seen in a long time. Was I the only one that found the like cement pond pool very unsettling? Yeah, it was creepy as shit. Why would someone have that on their property? To bury cars in of people they trapped. I guess. I like setting the traps. And they were like, yeah. I get to be creative. Yeah. Well, he's good. <laughs> he was so good. And you know what? You know what is interesting about this? Not really interesting, but it's something I noticed. There's no reason for this to take place in a motel. No. No. Motels are barely even referenced in this. It could have been called like farmer hell, farm hell. Something yeah, like that. but you know the motel. Motel added, rhymes nicely, though. It, yeah, it does. It's a nice, it's a catchy title, uh-huh. and it got to add the element of like that's how he's bringing in some of his victims, and that great visual gag of the O burning out. Exactly, and the, now, let's not forget. I think I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. Let's hear. It. Let's hear, it. hear if you read my mind, Bobby. What are you going with? I think you're about to talk about. Um, this couple, <laughs> yeah, that decides to um, <laughs> to to patron the hotel. Yes, they're swingers. They're they're not just swingers. They're no. not just swingers. No, they're not. And this is kind of offensive to swinger culture, <laughs> is it? Because I guess in 1980, if you were a swinger, it just meant you were you were also just very freaky. Yeah, you're a sexual degenerate. Um, uh, yes. Uh, because like your parents, Bobby, they insinuate uh, bestiality. Um, there's some other weird shit too. Uh, okay, how is it about the guy that looked like Gallagher wearing like a bra and a leather skirt? No, yeah. a, a plastic see-through skirt. Very upsetting. And the chick was really hot with her pantsuit and the bullwhip. Meow. And then they were wanting to swing with the hot old man because apparently Farmer Vincent's Farmer Vincent is, is attractive a- to women destroyer dude farmer vincent is, is like really has become one of my favorite like horror movie villains like farmer vincent is a very compl- complex character okay his death scene right don't don't spoil i just want to say his last line his last line he's like i've been a fraud. oh no you can't say this this is this is unacceptable spoiling really yeah. It's oh, yeah. Like the best fucking line ever. That's why I don't want to hear uh, you sing it. Okay. People watch the fucking movie. Watch the fucking movie. I won't spoil this one because it's so fucking good. Oh my lord! Mm, don't oversell it now. <sighs> Jesus fucking Christ! I want to get a tattoo of Farmer Vincent. So, what's your take on the swinger couple? Oh my lord! They were just they were just saucy, and then like she starts pouring oil all over him or something, and then like. Farmer Vincent like ties him up and they're like, oh, is this S&M or something? She's like, is it doggy style? And he's like, no, it's hog style. Hoggy style. Some fucking bad joke like that. You remember that? No. Uh-huh. Tied him up and they all thought it was part of the act. And then they gas him because Farmer Vincent captures people and gasses them before he cuts their larynxes out and buries oh, them. Oh, yeah. You forgot to tell him about it. So these people, the one of the main things we just kind of glazed over. Uh-huh. So Farmer Vincent captures these people. Cuts their vocal cords out, I guess, so they can't scream, mm-hmm. and then buries them up to their neck in his garden. And my theory on this is that he's like, it's almost like a a, a veal, like he's he wants to soften the meat. Oh yeah, I'm sure the meat's real. So he tender. has to keep them alive, so they don't rot. Yeah. So he buries these people up to their necks and cuts their umbilical cords out, and it sounds like me in the shower in the morning, like. <laughs> That's what it sounds like when you cut your umbilical cord out? No. Vo- did I say umbilical cord? <laughs> yeah. Vocal cord. So, so yeah, it was, it was amazing. And all the people he had, he had like a lot of intricate traps. 
that he made to capture people. And he was really proud of his traps. He had these like fake cut out cows that he put in the middle of the street. He had bear traps he put in the road. Sometimes he just shoot their tires with a fucking shotgun. Now, let me ask you this. This is very reminiscent in a lot of ways of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Two. And Texas, yeah, yeah. This it came out seemed, before too, though. It seemed more um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Toby maybe. Hooper was originally supposed to direct this. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, but it ended up being directed by Kevin Connor, who I don't know much from. I was looking through then. the list of Kevin Connor's films, mm-hmm. and a lot of them in the last twenty years, he's still been working. It's all just like one or two episodes on TV, right? But there were a couple ones that really stood out to me that I wanted to watch. Um, there was like the house where evil dwells uh-huh. and apparently it's like a Japanese ghost story house. Mm. And I'm like, if this guy's making it, I got to see this shit. Yeah. Uh, there was another one. Um, Mary, mother of Jesus, the TV movie. That, that might've been the one. No, I don't know. But anyways, no, I do not want to fucking watch that. <laughs> hey, Christian least- Bale. Is that Christian Bale in 1999? What? It is Christian Bale as Jesus? Jesus. This exists. Oh yeah. Okay, we're watching it. I don't want to watch it, dude. He's I bet it's gotta like be better six than, hours long. I bet it's like a mini series. He's got to be better than Caviezel. Oh, it's an hour and twenty eight minutes. He's got to be better than Caviezel. Oh, stop. Fuck that. That was guy. a powerful film. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, what movie stood out of this uh, Kevin Connor guy? Um, I was trying to show you, but you kept scrolling past it. I I, I don't know. I saw a cover or two when I was going through the IMDb. They're probably pretty shitty, but looks like it's all TV to me. Sunset Grill. This sounds like a oh yeah, that's Peter Weller. Peter Weller with a shitty fake mustache. That's like a bad action movie from '93. Honestly, okay, this is a 5.1 on IMDb for Mm -hmm. a bad, like probably straight to video B movie. 5.1. That's not bad. Isn't bad at all. You see who else is in that? Good sign. Stacy fucking Keach. Yeah, dude. I'm telling you, we got to watch. Sun- this is one of the ones I saw. Sunset Grill. I, you know, people. We go down these little rabbit holes. We see what happens. Thanks for holding on with us. Y'all might not like them. Uh, we might not like them. No. But, but we're gonna watch them. He also directed Santa Junior. Oh. In 2002. Mm. That looks with, bad. Uh, Lauren Holly and Judd Nelson. Yeah, yeah. No. See, I, I when I look on my phone on the Santa IMDb. Junior. Didn't they make that with Vince Vaughn? <laughs> Is that Vince Vaughn? No. Didn't sh- they make a uh, uh, like 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 Santa Claus like Isn't that like, the uh, Santa Claus? Like Blake Claus or like or like Jerry Claus. What's that movie called? It's like a dude name and then Claus. It's like the brother and it's uh, Santa Claus. No. Uh, Jesus. I'm not I'm not. Oh god, I do know what you're talking about. It had Vince Vaughn in it, right? Yeah. Like it's like something Steve Kringle. It's like something Kringle, right? Fred Claus. Fred fucking Claus. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not watching that. Okay. I'm, I'm not watching that. I refuse. So I found this thing on the internet with my, my recent obsession with Farmer Vincent because when I saw him with a chainsaw and a fucking pig head, I was like, that's everything I want in my life. And so I was looking up. I was like, I wonder if they have any action figures of him. And what I found was that somebody makes these uh, these pillows. 
You remember the the wrestling? So go back to pro wrestling. Like back in like even in the NWO era, they had like these pro wrestling pillows. They were called like pillow pals or something. And it was like a Hulk Hogan, but it was like a weird little pillow, and you could throw it around. It had a voice box in it, maybe, and make a Hulk Hogan noise. I don't know if it had a voice box. The one I did had, had did. Okay. I had the Macho Man Randy Savage and the Hollywood Hulk Hogan from the NWO. I don't think years. they were called pillow pals either. Well, fucking Google it. I don't know. Anyway, somebody's making these horror movies, and they have a Farmer Vincent. And they have fucking Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. And they have a Chop Top one. They're totally called Pillow Pals, aren't they? Wrestling Buddies. Wrestling Buddies. Those things were bad ass. So to hop back to the wrestling thing we were getting at before. See, I was into it in the 80s with like Brutus Beefcake and, Holly, and like Hulk Hogan. And I got out of it, right? And then one time I was like 16. I was smoking pot. My buddy's like, come over. We're going to watch wrestling. I'm like, ah, oh, wrestling's stupid. And when I started watching it, it was the first time that Hulk Hogan had come out as a bad guy. Hollywood so, Hogan. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. So I hadn't watched wrestling in years. And when I had stopped watching it, like Hogan was like Hulkamania, like eat your vitamins, go to school, kids, be a Hulkster. Like early WCW. No, like yeah. WWF, Bobby. Well, that was the last time he was like regular Hulk Hogan. Right. I'm talking about when I was a kid on WWF, not WWE, but... When it came back on WCW, I was like, Hulk Hogan's on WCW, whatever. Hulk Hogan's old. And then he came out as a bad guy. And that guy, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, I mean, once Hogan was a bad guy, it proved to me that Hogan is the greatest wrestler of all time. Because he, and maybe there's other wrestlers with more skill. Sure, but as a showman, he was the best hero. He was the best face. And he was the best fucking villain. Like, I swear to God, you take the Pepsi Challenge with those top dog fucking shit talkers like Ric Flair, like fucking... Jesse Ventura. You got fucking Hulk Hogan. The shit that Hulk Hogan fucking said, he called Dennis Rodman the black Jesus. He says to Sting, he's like, Sting, I'm going to get you in the ring and then I'm going to crucify you and then your soul's going to belong to Hollywood. Like, that's just brilliant. So he's pretty close, or like Donald Trump's pretty close to being on that level. That's why I like Donald Trump so much. <laughs> we have like a pro wrestling heel as the president. One thing I remember about that era, especially Hollywood Hogan, that I don't think I'll ever forget. I'm pretty sure he was doing like one of those like uh, Scott Hall, those like pre-commercial bumpers or whatever they're called. Yep. Stingers. Yep. And I believe uh, Dennis Rodman was sitting right next to right next to him. And I remember him going, listen here, brother, be sure and check out my new movie, Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain. <laughs> I love it. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I probably will. <laughs> Did you watch it? Um, yeah. Was Hogan good? I bet Hogan was great. Me and uh, me and my buddy went to see it because uh, you know. Let's be honest. The, the Three Ninja series wasn't like I. It wasn't bad when I was a kid. No, nah, dude. No, nah, dude. So listen. No, nah, dude. So me and my friend are like well into middle school now. We're like, fuck it. Let's go see the new Hulk Hogan movie. It's Three Ninjas. You know, like whatever. It can't be that bad. We were the only ones in the theater. The only ones there? It was like opening week. Wow. Wow. You were the and, guy who showed uh, up. The whole watched movie. it in the theater. I, it was one of the first moments in my childhood where I was watching a movie and I thought to myself, my internal dialogue was literally like, huh, this year is a piece of shit. <laughs> Why? Did you use your allowance for that? Probably. Did you have to mow any yards? I should write Hulk Hogan. To go see like, look, I know a lot of people are after you for money right now, but I'm going to need my 750 back. Dude, you fucking Mountain. people, all you people leave Hulk Hogan alone. He is a real American. He fights for the right real of Amer every man. That's correct. Fight for what's right. 
fight to survive. Oh, can we ask for this? Are you done? Are you done? Are we going to say something? No. Oh, what you said you were going to do the other day is take the final chainsaw battle from Motel Hell. Oh, yeah. And then put the, the Star Wars Duel of the Fates music from Phantom Menace I could do that. It. Do it. Fucking do it. Because I want to watch that over and over and over again. I bet it's been done before. Just do it, Bobby. Okay. So what movie was better, Pumpkinhead or Motel Hell? Good question. Um... Mm-hmm. I think that Jesus, that's hard. That's what she said. They're good in different ways. Mm-hmm. Like Pumpkinhead is your like mm-hmm. quintessential mm-hmm. late eighties, right? And then Ho- Motel Hell is your quintessential early eighties. So which one's better, Bobby? I don't know. Um, as far as rewatchability goes, okay. Let me put it to you this way. If I'm gonna watch something by myself, Pumpkinhead. If you, I, if I want to introduce a weird, good, weird movie, like you got to check this shit out. That kind of movie, Motel Hell. Nah, dude, I, I go Motel Hell all the way. I love Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead's a great film. Cracks me up. Little kid gets hit with a motorcycle. It's hilarious. But uh, nah, dude, Motel Hell is just—it's amazing. There's—I feel like there's a lot more to it that I haven't even noticed yet. Like that's like I want to sit there and like analyze every second of that film because it has so much that we like. Like the weird people, like the little sister of his was like total like American Gothic, just weird fucking. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it reminded me a lot of American Gothic. Yeah, movies. it's like kind of like these weird podunk Texas people. Chainsaw. It's fucking. Great. I'm a fan of like the the backwoods, you know, uh, like kind of redneck horror. That's shit. what both of these movies were. Yeah, it was like. Yeah, they kind of were. It was like backwoods. Science gone awry. Backwood science. Yeah, there's the you know backwood science. That's like bad bojo. That's that's witchcraft and shit. You know what? And here's the other thing. At the end, the corpse that they buried to be the next pumpkin head. Uh, yes. Don't give that away either. Okay. You're bad about. Sports. Hey, can I read the? Can I read the time? Can I read the 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 tag for Motel Hell? Okay. A seemingly friendly farmer and his sister kidnap unsuspecting travelers and bury them alive, using them to create the special meat they are famous for. Yeah, people, we're done. Um, Oh, can we please, um, for our seven listeners out there, please, we need your help. Help us, people. Pure Pavlovian, unadulterated feedback. Wait, what? Please rate us on iTunes. Yeah, give us a star of five. Give us all the stars. Yeah, I don't care. You know, I don't care. If you, I don't do whatever you want. I don't care. Huh? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Can I they rate do, us? Do it if you want to. Is it rateable? Oh, so yeah. let me ask you this. A um, couple things. We need to-